You're listening to Car Chats with Tess, Kat and Sean. The radio show where we talk about all things taboo and relevant to you. Catch us at RadioMonash.org every Wednesday at 11. Good morning everyone. Welcome to Car Chats with Tess, Kat and Sean. Hello, how are you guys? Good. Good Good morning. Good morning. How are we feeling? Good. Excited. Good. My favourite time of the week. Excited for... I know, this show's going to be quite fun. Um, yeah, I think it will I'm excited. Be. I'm excited to unpack these topics. Yeah, <laughs> um, just, I was just going to say just a disclaimer. I guess you could say it's a disclaimer, but we're switching it up a bit with our future shows. So we're bringing in a current affair and then a taboo topic for each segment. So we're going to have a bit more of a variety instead of one whole topic. So that's mm-hmm. why if you saw our socials, we're going to be talking about Kanye's presidential campaign and OnlyFans. But before, as we always, we give you guys a coronavirus update. Do you yeah. guys want to give it away? So as of yesterday, 13th of July, not yesterday, two days ago, sorry, <laughs> um, 177 new cases and that number has been, you know, pretty constant throughout the last week, I'd say. Like it's it's gone up to 288 um, but it's been like constantly in the high hundreds, which is quite concerning. Um, so the total number of cases we've reported now is 3,967, which mm-hmm. is crazy, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I think it's kind of shocking in the spike numbers that we've seen recently. And I think it's because of that, that false sense of security that we had. Cause even when we started ISO, like we didn't see these numbers, like 298 in one day and all that. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people are really testing, not maybe not testing but just have this false sense of security like I still have people coming into the store and stuff where I work and it's like we're in ISO 2.0 you you know you'd think that would be a little bit more cautious so we can get it over and done with but nothing's changed so far no it hasn't um, concerning and like everyone knows stage three restrictions have been reinstated so the only four reasons to leave your house are to go to work or school um caring or caregiving daily exercise and buying food and essentials so guys technically right anyone who's shopping at chadston should be fine unless they're shopping for essentials that's right yeah you say fine as in they're okay or find as in pay like they have to pay a fine Okay, right. Given a fine. Absolutely. They're not caregiving. They're not going to. Yeah. I just want to do a little PSA. If you guys catch me out, it's because I'm moving and I need to buy stuff for the house. (laughs) Um, So if you see me in like Chadson buying like spatulas and shit, that's because. um, But that's essential. Right. You're moving out. I mean, like clothes shopping or something. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's. it's it gives a um, – when when the store's open, there's an incentive. Like, that's telling you to go. You know, they're open. There's a reason yeah. that they're open. Yeah. So you feel inclined to go. But yeah. that doesn't mean it's it's the right thing to do. Well, no. I like this saying that's like, if in doubt, don't go out. Like, if you're not sure, if you're not – if you think maybe, just don't do it. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but the thing is, the fact that there's some stores that are open, it kind of makes it feel like it's okay to go out. You know, if like – yeah. La Visa is open or something. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm just going to go buy some earrings. You know, I've been putting it off for a while. <laughs> Maybe not me personally, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like the kind of thought. And you're like, you've got all this spare time now. But I think the shops, unless you're selling food or groceries, then, or alcohol, I feel like Dan Murphy should stay open just to get us through the next six <laughs> weeks. Um, 
But other than that, I feel like everything else should be shut. Like, why am I allowed to buy, like, pants in this time, you know? Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. It's not that shopping would be completely cut off either if the stores were to shut. In that we have online shopping and we are very lucky to live in an age where that is readily accessible. So I see no reason why they should stay open. Um, That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. I was going to add as well, just quickly, that I think with the cases that we're seeing at the moment, you know, we see that it's 177, but then, you know, it hits 200, etc. I think that there shouldn't be any place for complacency and and any thought of, oh, okay, great. We've dropped at one point. We're going to get better, blah, blah, blah. But I do also think that it is okay. And it's good to remember that this isn't a forever thing. And I think we forget that that this is a moment in time that will pass eventually. It may take a while, but we will get there. And that's just a positive way of thinking, I think, during isolation when you think that there's no end. Because I know for a lot of us, especially young people, are struggling quite a bit mentally to deal with the fact that they have lost a part of their youth, I feel like. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Like, this is... I guess guess so. Like, you think about... Like, I always use the example of first-year uni students, right? They miss out on that whole experience of O-week, of first-year camps, of balls, of meeting people in shoots and whatnot. Like, it's – you're right, Kat, you're right. But Even another thing as well, one thing that I didn't actually realise and take into consideration are, like, year 12s. Like, the only thing good about year 12 are, like, the social aspect, like, formal – and it's kind of yeah. like your last chance to hang out with your friends and like, you know, and like really treasure like those years and stuff. And I feel like I was really lucky to have that time to like, you know, we could all just yeah. like go through it together. Like it was intense and also like make bonds and kind of like, you know, just, I feel like they've, a lot of people don't really get that chance. And I feel like it's a first world thing. Yes. But also it's normal to feel down in this period because there are a lot of things that we can't do. And a lot of people that, that are missing out on a lot of things. Um, and I think it's a good time to mention that if you are struggling a little bit and if you are feeling down, um, there are avenues that you can access. Um, and I know we're all going through it together and sometimes it feels like you can't lean on anyone because everyone's going through a rough patch. Yeah. Um, you can always ask your friends, be like, Hey, do you think we can talk? Like, Hey, do you have time or energy to listen? Um, and even then, like, you know, there are helplines. Um, what's the lifeline one? Um, yeah, you can contact a lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue online. So there's so many out there that you can definitely call up or speak to um, over, like, message, I believe. So Yeah, yeah and I, speaking with a stranger, like, I'm going to draw on my own experiences here. Speaking with a stranger is so helpful. Someone who has no idea about who you are and what you've been through, someone to give a really fresh perspective and to yeah. um, just listen to you without judgment. That's all you need sometimes. And um, so I think some of these resources are actually really valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. And there's people For are sure. there to kind of listen to these things, um, you know, especially like I was saying, I feel like everyone's going through a bit of a patch, even your parents as well, your siblings. So, yeah, yeah. Um, if you don't feel comfortable, there's always yeah. that, that resource. For sure. Well, after the break, we're going to talk about Kanye's presidential campaign, which we're kind of excited to talk about because it's a very interesting one. But first, this one's Joe's request, um, Heat Waves by Glass Animals. You're listening to Car Chats with Tess, Kat and Sean. First night, all I think about is you. Don't stop, baby, you can walk too. Don't worry, baby, think about you. You know that I'm never gonna lose. 
Dance with Tess, Kat, and Sean. If you're just tuning in, that was Heat Waves by Glass Animals, requested by Joe. Um, so welcome to the second segment, where we discuss the recent announcement of President Kanye's... Um, president Kanye already! President <laughs> Kanye. Oh, well, he's, he's always been my president, I'm not gonna lie. Like, you know those memes where it's just like, my president, that was me when it comes to yay. Um, however, though... Um, I feel like there's a lot to unpack when it comes yeah. to the yeah. delayed. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to unpack here. I think um, the, the background of yeah. it, I guess. Well, he announced it on the fourth of July, so yes. big day for all Americans. He did that on Twitter. Um, he has massive support from a lot of billionaires out there, like Elon Musk. Um, and I was reading something, and it was interesting. He he called it, I think, when he um, announced it in twenty fifteen, the first time he announced his yeah. his um, running for president. Um, he said something about, "Oh, it'll be a birthday party when he wins because everyone it will it will be for everyone." And I'm like, "Yeah, clever way of saying it," but I don't know if I agree. <laughs> yeah. And so there is a lot of controversy around this recent announcement. Yeah. And I'm just going to say that Kanye has already missed the deadline. So he would have to run as an independent and get the necessary signatures to be on the ballot. And the deadline's already passed. So he also doesn't appear to have any campaign advisors except his wife, Kim Kardashian. He's also been quite silent on the matter. But also, let's just put it out there that Kim's been really, you know, current with uh, prison reforms and she's been, like, really trying to educate herself. Um. I'm not saying that I agree with her as being, like, adequate, but I'm just saying that I feel like this was a move that they've been planning. Um, like, Kim started working on her image, like, probably, like, what, four years ago at the start of President Trump's, um, like, you know, President Trump's uh, presidency, I guess. Are you, are you saying her political image that she's been working on? Yeah, she yeah. started, she was very public with meeting with Trump and also working on, like, freeing incarcerated incarcerated individuals that were, like, yeah. unjustly or unfairly um, in prison or, like, the prison sentences were just, in, like, just ridiculous. So I think this has been something that they've been planning for a while. If you know Kanye, like, everything is strategy. Um, mm-hmm. And Kim as well. Like, if you know anything about that family, strategy and planning is like yeah. paramount to their, to their like fame. It's and I do commend Kim Kardashian in trying to reform her in- image, educate herself, really like use her platform to actually make tangible difference. And I do commend her for that. I think that's a very wise move. Um, uh, and it's a really good example of someone using their platform wisely. Absolutely. Good on it. But I think the problem is that Kanye in the past has proven to be quite an unstable personality in that he's unpredictable and he is unstable in that he, like, I don't want to, um, he's been very open about his mental health with, yeah, Yeah. um, bipolar disorder. And so he's made some like problematic pronouncements in the past saying, for example, that enslavement is a choice in quotation mm-hmm. marks or his professed admiration of Donald Trump's dragon energy. Um, yeah. He's also expressed his anti-vax and anti-abortion views. Mm-hmm. Tess. Are- yes. Sorry, I'm just going to add quickly. Yeah. I think we read the same article. <laughs> did we? Because I'm like, yeah, I've got these facts down. Yeah, we probably did. <laughs> yeah. We probably did. But that, those um, views actually led to Elon Musk withdrawing his support for Kanye. 
Actually, I just want to put it out there. If you haven't seen oh. the tweets, please look at the the thread because it's hilarious. It's like yeah, it Kanye tweets that he's running for president and Elon retweets being like, yep, you've got my full support. And then Kanye retweets, um, like tweets another post saying that he's against abortion and um, against like all these kind of things. And Elon tweets back being like, I think I'm misjudged. Like a lot <laughs> Like our, like, our opinions on a few things. So, um, oh, man. I that, and I think one of the things that we need to realize is the fact that, yes, Kanye is a black man, and yes, his policies are different to that of Trump, but I feel like, in essence, they both kind of prioritize religion and, like, over yeah. science and religion over rights and a lot of these things. Um, so that's, like, the comparison I would draw in, in terms of, like, mm-hmm. similarities. The difference is is that Kanye has a few, um, I just feel like he's a little bit more progressive, obviously. Um, And I think one of the reasons he said he was running and made the announcement when he did was because Biden pretty much said, if you're black, you have to vote for him because like, if you're black, you, you need to be a Democrat. And I think Kanye hates the fact that if you're black, you're kind of funneled because Trump is, you know. Like it's outlined for them. Yeah, it's kind of like pretty much saying if you, you know, if you want a better future, you have to vote for Biden because Trump's pretty much, you know, a pro-white supremacist. Mm. So I think, yeah. Is this damaging? Is Kanye running for president damaging Joe Biden's campaign? Definitely. And that's the thing that I wanted to, like, the reason I wanted to discuss it is the fact that Trump supporters have already decided who they're voting for. You know, you've got the other majority that are just like, looking for an out of you know pretty much trying to get donald trump out the only other option is biden you know so you've got that unified funnel of like anyone that hates trump anyone that wants a more progressive leader and stuff kind of like you know just on the side and now kanye running for president kind of like splits that up even more you know what i mean all the votes that biden would have received is now going to be split up and i feel like that's going to allow trump to win another term (laughs) It will be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, we all know that it'll be so difficult for him to earn that many votes in terms of how late he's coming into the into mm. the race and all of that sort of stuff. But it will be interesting in, in its impact if he does continue to go on. But I do wonder, is it a marketing strategy for his next album? Because that's what happened with his last announcement. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is, is, is it a publicity stunt? Is there some impending record release or marketing tie-in i i don't know it'd be a strategic move like you said sean he's a strategic guy my Um, opinion though is that kanye has always like had a head that's way too big for his own shoulders in the way that i don't think it's a strategic stunt for an album in that i think that everything he's done music wise has been to propel himself further and further into like into politics and fashion like his like I don't know if you've noticed, but his music has kind of taken a backseat when it comes to fashion and, like, Yeezy. Yeah. And even, he's like, collaborating with Gap now, I think, um, yeah. to come out with yeah, stuff. I, I think Kanye is always promoting himself. Like, he's using music to promote himself, fashion to promote himself. I think, at the end of the day, it's not going to be for an album. It's going to be to pretty much for get him. him to a higher level on... And, yeah. you know, for him, it's like sitting in the oval seat. That's the highest level you can get as an American. That's and- right. And it's just like how he said, um, I think it was quoted that he said he wants Trump's campaign, but Bernie's policies. So I guess that kind of hints at how he just wants that. You know, he idolizes Trump for being this billionaire who's been able to crack, you know, 
the mm. highest of the high, just like, you know, other um, celebrities like Ronald Reagan and, and all those other um, people who have tried to crack politics from a different, um, different world, essentially. Well, I'm just going to put it out there. I feel that Trump winning pretty much let anyone run for presidency like him winning like beforehand people were just like you need to be like you've gone to harvard you did law like you've been in politics for ages but i think trump literally coming out of nowhere like really having no experience when it comes to lawmaking um and you know when it comes to like health or like all, all these kind of like policies and stuff um, I think him running and winning has literally opened the door for anyone who has any sort of platform, any sort of fame to pretty much be like, I want to be president. You know what that's, I mean? That's incredibly dangerous. And like in this election as well, there are other billionaire candidates, like yes. former Starbucks CEO, um, mm-hmm. Doc Mayor, I guess that is political. But do you know what I mean? Like anyone with an influence yes. has an opening. And I think that's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. It just goes to show how much of a, I guess, how much of a joke or how easy or how the president's role is perceived through Americans and how it's valued because it just seems like, yeah, as as we said, that anyone could really go for it. I think. Who has power already. Yeah. Well, I think that's all it is. I think it's a giant power play and that's all they crave. They crave to be the most powerful yeah. I wonder what do you guys in general, what are your thoughts on what's going to happen with with the election? I think, think Trump's we'll going to be elected. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm quite certain that that will be the case. Mm. Um, but if something interesting or exciting or different does happen, I'll be interested to see what it is. I doubt it will, but like we've seen weirder things in the past. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's true. I'm not I really kind of feel the same way as well because I don't think – like, you know, like we said before, like, Trump supporters are going to vote for Trump. Yeah. You know, he's already got that. And then the people that are confused or just kind of want something different are going to be split between, like, all these other party members. Um, and Kanye, I feel like, like might do a lot of damage to Biden's campaign. Like, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. Harambe did a lot of damage back then. Do you guys remember when everyone voted for Harambe as a joke? Yeah. No. When was that? That was like- I think it was for tr- I think it was when Trump announced his presidency as well, if I'm not if I'm not confused. Oh, I thought it was might earlier. Have to, I might is, have yeah. to check on that. But either way, like, we can't really underestimate the stupidity of some citizens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not just in America, but just in, just in general, you know. And I don't think a lot of people are going to be thinking that the same way that we're thinking in terms of, like, voter distribution, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. they're not going to be like, I vote for Kanye, that's a win for Trump. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I'm concerned for the fate of America. Actually. The, not, not even politically, we, but also just given their, how they're dealing with coronavirus and that whole... Yeah. Um, the um, do you guys mind right I just quickly go through Kanye's policy so far, as far yeah. as we know. Um, so on foreign policy, he said that he hasn't developed it yet and that he's focused on protecting <laughs> America first with our great military. Um, and his final statement was he wants to focus on ourselves first. So that is his foreign policy, focusing on America Brilliant. first. Brilliant. Um, so on abortion, I'm going to quote this exactly as it is. Mm. Planned Parenthoods have been placed inside cities by white supremacists to do the devil's work. I am pro-life because I'm following the word of the Bible. End quote. That's how he feels about abortion. Um, on coronavirus, again, he draws on spirituality. He says that we pray, we pray for the freedom. It's all about God. We need to stop doing things that make God mad. It's so many of our children that are being vaccinated and paralyzed. So when they say that we're 
going to fix COVID with a vaccine, I'm extremely cautious, and I, I'm going to stress this part, that it's the mark of the beast. End of, end of the quote. <laughs> um, on taxes, oh he, he hasn't done as much research, um, but he will pray and, and come back to us on that. And police kills, he's actually got a really good point on that. Um, he wants to end police brutality, um, feels that police people are their people too. Um, and he kind of, he made a good point because there was this black officer that got arrested in part of George Floyd's killing because he didn't say anything. Um, but then it was his first day on the force and he was kind of talking about that, you know. Um, so yeah, this man got arrested and he was kind of defending this guy saying that he's, it's his first day on the force. You can't expect him to have the same responsibility and, and, and role as someone who's been there 18 years. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all he had to say on that. And oh um, yeah, that's his campaign so far. His campaign slogan is yes with an exclamation mark. And his <laughs> vice president is a preacher named Michelle Tidball. Okay, okay. Let me just unpack this here. There are, I'm not going to lie. There are some valid points scattered in there. Very, very scattered. But I'm sorry. I'm not one to shit on religion. Okay. Yeah. But because I have a, like a deep respect for it, you know, I've grown up with it. So. But you cannot pray. You cannot rely on prayer. Yeah. Everything. There is a time and place where prayer is maybe very valuable or very important, and I can understand that. But to say that, I don't know, coronavirus, if we just pray hard enough and stop committing sins, it'll be gone. Like, that's laughable. Yeah. Well, I think that's one thing that people need to be very wary of. And even though he is a bit more progressive than Trump, at the end of the day, this is someone that's going to turn to religion yeah. and is putting religion ahead of everything else when it comes to policy making and making decisions about. And like religion is 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 permeated with uncertainty, right? In that you're putting your faith in something that you don't know whether it exists or not. Mm. So you, it's unpredictable. It's like there's. But I think it's also, sorry, I was just going to say that I think it's a reflection of the American uh, rhetoric, maybe, yeah. I don't know what the right word is, that religion is above all. And I think, I think it's hard to relate from our perspective because yeah. we, we aren't um, surrounded by that much um, religious influence compared to America. Look, I think that's right. fair to say. You're right. And um, like, I don't know if that was, disrespectful for me to just say what I just said but personally speaking I don't have as much faith in religion as yeah maybe most Americans do so yeah that's you know. all right well Anyways, I mean yeah. I still feel just last closing thing I just feel like um the state and the church has been separated for a reason you know what I mean mm -hmm. and I feel like we're getting dangerously close to the point where a lot of people are using religion as a means for evidence or support yeah. for anti-choice and mm. when it, you know just all these things that have nothing to do with religion so mm. yeah 100 right. agree you're right yeah for sure well after the break we're going to talk about something a bit more fun and taboo with <laughs> um the platform only fans but uh for now this one's good times by genesis genesis awusu there's a language warning on this one you're listening to car chats Let it go. Sunshine when you walk. Hot times, 
doing, everyone? That was Good Times by Genesis Sawusu. So, he's amazing. Um, as we said before, if you're tuning in now, we were just talking about Kanye's presidential um, campaign that he's going up for. But now we're going to talk about OnlyFans, the platform that has literally just come out of nowhere and has mm. taken over the industry in social media and I don't know. It's just really fascinating to to well, look at. The thing is, it seems like it came out of nowhere, but it hasn't actually. It was That's launched so in it was launched in 2016. So for yeah. anyone who doesn't know, OnlyFans is a subscription based social media platform where users can sell or purchase original content. And that content is typically of the pornographic variety. So it's often like nudes, it's often video. It's Yeah. Um, I think it started off as genu- genuinely just for, um, you know, models, for fitness um, videos, for DIY videos. It was literally just a video sharing platform, really. But it allowed risky NSFW, you know, um, content, which usually Instagram doesn't allow. So that's, I feel yes. like that's how it kind of shifted and how it became popular because Instagram started to crack down on things, as well as Tumblr, which we all, I'm sure, used <laughs> in high school. Correct? I used Tumblr. I no? Never, uh, no. Tumblr used to be my absolute life. It honestly had everything you'd need, like good yeah. content, you know, like memes and like stuff about like shows and stuff. Like you would have find, honestly, any that's what I liked about it. You could be scrolling and you'd see something political and then you'd see something cool about Supernatural or like Harry Potter and stuff. (laughs) But I was going to say that OnlyFans has been out for ages. Mm. Um, And I was going to say that a lot of people that I followed had OnlyFans, but not in the way that it's being used now. Like they used it for like content that they wanted people to pay for. Like it'd be like, you know, photos or like it'd be like um, food stuff. Like pretty much it was kind of a more direct access to if you like someone's artwork and stuff, they'd post like, you know, stuff that you could screenshot and put as your background and you could like communicate with them as well. So you'd be paying pretty much extra for like, for like exclusive content pretty much. Mm. And also having a direct contact to DM these people and stuff. That's right. Um, But I guess exists on OnlyFans. Yeah. But I think there's that. But I think we're gonna focus on on the porn and the sexual nature of what's yeah. what taken over OnlyFans. Well you know what they say though, whatever sort of technological advancement or platform will eventually be used for porn. Like it's just the way <laughs> things go. Virtual reality, you know what I mean? Like yeah, so I feel right. like it was a matter of time. For sure. Yeah. And I think um when we were preparing for this segment I asked Tess and Sean um, has OnlyFans saved or destroyed the porn industry? Because in some in some sense it has, where users can now pay for, for porn. We all know that porn is so easily accessible nowadays and it's free um, and people aren't willing to pay, pay for it. But now with this platform, we can and it allows, um, you know, funding for professionals. However, at the same time, has it destroyed the porn industry with Instagram influencers moving from the Instagram platform and moving to OnlyFans where they can earn money, especially during COVID where advertising is quite rare and um, mm-hmm. jobs are hard to get for influencers. And I wonder what your thoughts are if, if it has saved or destroyed I think industry. that's quite a lot to understand. I was going to say, would you like to go first, Tess? <laughs> In that, I, I definitely, I think there are benefits to it. I think it does have some strengths in that um, – I know OnlyFans is branded as like ethical porn in that you pay the artist, you pay the actor, you pay the producers directly, right? They set their price. 
and they earn that, which I think mm. is, is good. And it, I also think another benefit of it is the privacy aspect in that the artist, the actor, whatever, controls who sees their content. So yeah. that prevents, you know, stolen porn. And I think there's a screenshot um, lock on it as well. You can't screenshot mm. anything so or you can choose that, I think. Yeah, it prevents stolen content and in that, like, if, if, if privacy is a huge concern, right, if, I don't know, maybe you're do- undertaking porn as, like, a side hustle and you're trying to pay your way through school or something but you don't want your family knowing or whatever, mm-hmm. only can stops that because you control who sees your stuff, mm. right? In that yeah. if porn is on a free website, someone, you know, may come across it. So I think there are benefits in the in terms of privacy um yeah that's what I would say Sean um I think I personally feel like it's it's a great move in the fact that I don't know as much about the porn industry but I do know that it's a vulnerable industry and a lot of actresses have spoken out in particular about their treatment and I feel like this way the money goes directly to the content creator like um I don't know if you've heard about Mia Khalifa um she was in porn for like six months and she was probably the most popular person like I knew about her and I'm not really you know the kind of person to sit around and just watch porn in my free time and I knew about her and she said she pretty much made three thousand something dollars you know she was the most spoken about person and every person of every age like, you know, she'd come up in, in school and stuff. People would be talking about Mia Khalifa. You'd see her. Um, but the fact that she got paid that much for the popularity that she had and the amount of content, actually, I don't know how much content she put out, but obviously <laughs> you know, obviously she must have made an impact. And the fact that she, that's all the money she had because of whatever deal she signed and contracts, I feel like it kind of puts the power back in the people that are most vulnerable in those settings, which is the people oh, that are have to get naked and, and you know, perform sexual yeah. acts. Um I agree. And I also think it's safer as well in terms of they are in their own environment, in an environment that they trust, and they engage with people that they know and or collaborate with. And I don't know. For me, I just feel like it's it's kind of a better, it's kind of a better move in terms of safety and money wise as well. I feel like it creates more opportunities as well. Um, so yeah. Mm. But I also wanted to add that money wise. Yes, but only if you have a transferable platform. That's what I want to say. In that, if you have a big following on Instagram or whatever, right, you can use that to advertise for your OnlyFans and and transfer those followers across, right? But if you're starting from scratch, like say I want to start an OnlyFans, right? Hypothetically, (laughs) I'm not. Um, so if any listeners got excited no um hypothetically if i were to start off an OnlyFans, i have like what 100 followers on instagram right i'm not gonna get anywhere by charging a high amount when you jump on because i i thought oh i'll do a bit of research and i went on the OnlyFans website and Mm -hmm. i went to see um how how it works essentially and you have to put it there's like a um calculator where you put in how much how many followers you have and how much you want to make and it works out how much you charge your audience so it's again as you said it's all about transferring your following from Mm. Instagram to um to OnlyFans but I was just gonna bring up the uh Reddit thread (laughs) because I think this is a good segue um so I was looking through Reddit and I was like, oh, I wonder what people have to say about this. And 
this one person said that I think someone wanting to start an OnlyFans could make sense if it's part of a numbers game, like they have an Instagram following. Okay. So if they have the following, they can earn money. Um, what I don't get are the complete random people that are advertise that advertise their OnlyFans. Like who are who are you and why are your dick pics worth money when there are countless free dick pics, right? Mm. I know that's like really explicit, but and what content are you creating that is different than what you've already put out there? Do they make any significant on it to make it worth it? Are they just putting nudes out there for free? Anyways, anyways and just seeing if you can get paid for it so it's this whole idea of like amateur porn as well, whether it's worth it out there why are people putting it out there like it's just really interesting um if you don't have a following what are the reasons for putting it out there yeah I don't so know. i can talk from like not personal experience per se but there are two people that i know personally who have only fans and the thing is, um, yes, they are randoms, complete strangers. You can find dick pics online anywhere. Um, but I think, and the thing is, what he's pretty much implied is the fact that a lot of people don't just want to log on and watch two random people that they don't have any sense of, you know what I mean, going at it. Like, there's no, like, there's no intimacy. Like, they kind of like, I think there's kind of like a connection in terms of, like, you kind of get to know a little bit about this person and... Obviously, he's created, like, an engagement with his audience, and he started off on Twitter, um, and the conversation only happened because I accidentally stumbled upon it. But anyways, um, <laughs> Wait, so he did start Wait, was this on Reddit? Oh, no, no, no. This is, oh. this is something I know. So I'm oh, not going to drop any names or any hints in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I was reading the thread that yeah. that Reddit um, post came from, and it was similar. Like they started on Twitter, moved to Tumblr and then went yeah. to OnlyFans and stuff well, like that. Well, the thing yeah. is he kind of built his audience by like posting like scantily, you know, pics of like him in underwear, him doing stuff. And obviously there was people are like, Oh, like you're hot. Like, and he kind of got that feedback and then grew from there. And I think that a lot of his fans, he tells me, is like a lot of them, I kind of like know who they are because they'll DM me. They'll be like, Hey, like, you should do this next. And people tip and stuff. So he kind of gets to know, like there's kind of a better connection and engagement between like creator and, and like audience. And I feel like a lot of us in this day and age kind of crave that kind of like, you know what I mean? Like you, we want to yeah. talk to our, you know what I mean? We kind of want to engage with, the people like yeah. the ce- celebrities and like I feel like it kind of caters to that kind of group of people that don't just want to log on to a random website and watch two strangers going at it you know or the production oh, value of, you know yeah. yeah it's just it's, it's far more intimate intimate and um almost special somewhat in that you're following one person's journey they have a closer connection to you as well um yeah. and he and does a lot of empowering for the content creator as well to have that positive feedback to have people who want to engage in their content yeah you know so I, like i think i can see more upsides than downsides is that yeah. good i can see more benefits than downsides. Benefit, yeah. yeah i agree um, as well saying oh sorry i was just gonna say really quickly like he gets a lot of requests for like 
specific things and you can charge extra for those like you can dm and like you know so i think it's honestly if it's just a random person that's just like i want to get money from this it's like any sort of sex work you need to put in the grind you need to put in the work and stuff but i feel like it's a safer environment than someone going to like a strip club and trying to hustle or someone like signing a a deal like mia khalifa to a to a label or to a production company and making coming out with nothing which is shocking it is exactly. it is far safer, 100%. But I'm just I'm just wondering, right, so say, like, I feel like you could start an OnlyFans about anything. Like, there is a yes. there is desire for everything. So if I was to post, like, toe pictures or something and charge <laughs> that would, like, for some I think we should do it. Let's should make we do a group it? account can't... and we just, like, sell our feet photos. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sean just held his foot up to the camera and removed his sock slowly. That can yes. be our little, our little snippet. That will be our little snippet for, so, the, for our podcast. I think here's the plan. So we're going to do some investigative journalism here. We're going to start a Car Chats OnlyFans. And, only <laughs> and we're going to post, like, something stupid, like... I don't know, maybe post ear pictures or something. I was literally thinking maybe maybe ears. Yeah. (laughs) Or what if we do like a food porn one where we like make sex stuff with like the food? Oh my god, I saw like get like a mandarin or an apricot. Yeah. Yeah. I saw I saw one where I saw I can't even get a sentence out. I'm sorry. I saw on Instagram, there was this, you know, like cooking videos? Yeah. Those really cool cooking videos. There's this one that keeps popping up on my feed, this, this like one account. And the first, the thumbnail was this chicken, this raw chicken breast maybe, but yeah. it was like sliced in the middle. So yeah. you could imagine what it would look like. And it was like stroking the middle. Oh my god, oh my no, god. that's not so... the content I'm talking about. I'm talking about shoving a banana. I'm talking about shoving a banana in like an apricot or something. Have you guys, have you guys ever watched, this is a bit, of a bit of a tangent, but whatever, still related to food. Have you ever watched on YouTube um, compilations of famous chefs talking dirty? Oh. Like, it's so funny in that people edit together like things that um, – like Jamie Oliver said or or Gordon Ramsay has said and then they'll edit it together and make it like just sound filthy and it's so funny. I'll send it to you guys. It's Please so do. I'll post it on our socials. Let's do that. Everyone can review that it. Could, that so can fun. be your recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine. Ramsay talking dirty. That's my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure oh, it's a kink God. for some people out there. Yeah. Or a Should fantasy. Song break? Yeah. All right. What is this? Oh, this is I'm Coming by Tove Lo, a certified bop. Hey, guys. Welcome back. That was I'm Coming by Tove Lo. Um, Apparently a certified banger. I need to get on that still. (laughs) Um, So if you're just joining us now... oh. No, can I just say, I saw this BuzzFeed article about how irrelevant Tovlo is now, and I was like, that's so incorrect. What? That is so incorrect. That's so mean. Oh, I mean, oh. I feel like she had a one-hit wonder, which is unfortunate because she has so many great songs out there. Wait, what but literally, 
Stay don't high. say stay high because she has Come a on. Ladywood is honestly one of the best albums. Yeah. I know, it is. but it is. people don't know about it. Like yeah. Stay High made number one and then all her other stuff. And that was also a remix. So it wasn't even the original and the original's better. Just say. So many <laughs> so many bops like cool girl, so good. fucking so body. Good. Um what's the disco one? Um, disco tits. Oh, disco banger. Tits. So she good. don't know, but she knows. Oh, her whole, all her albums, amazing. So if you good. ever get the chance to see her live, you just have to. You will, like, just Cat, die on the spot. Recommendations should just be top low. I know, just top low. <laughs> <laughs> That's our collective recommendation. Yeah, we love top low. <laughs> That's okay. right. If you're just tuning in now, we did talk about Kanye's presidential election, uh, presidential campaign, and OnlyFans. But now, as always, we're going into our recommendations. Tess. What is your recommendation for this week? So last week I recommended Hamilton on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and this week I'm recommending another musical on Disney Plus, which I've watched a few times and I rewatched it last night. I forgot how much I loved it. Um, and it's Newsies, and it's both the movie and the Broadway musical are on Disney Plus. The Broadway musical is better. Watch that; it's so good. It's about um, I'll give a quick summary, if that's okay. Yeah. It's about um. Uh, and like teenage newsies right so newspaper boys they organize a strike against publishing titans i want to say who have raised distribution prices so it's all like it's really empowering it's really good it's really just so well done the choreography is actually impeccable like there's so many fights in it and stuff and i can just imagine the behind the scenes like and it's all like all the boys are doing acrobatics it's just really cool yeah so that's interesting yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it. All right. Who's next? So my one is, as usual, a little bit lame. It includes doing stuff because I like to do things. Such a Sorry. boy. Just doing stuff? Yeah. Is that I your like... recommendation? <laughs> no, I know. I haven't finished it. <laughs> I said most of my recommendations are like things that you do because I don't like to sit around and do nothing. Um, yeah. But I got this idea recently because my friend... Audrey, who I'm moving in with, little plug there, I'm moving out, um, she is doing knitting, and I was thinking of doing it, but then I kind of was like, I'm not going to get into it, and I found this really, really cool um, pottery Insta, and what they do is, you can go on their website and order clay, and it comes with instructions, and they've got IGTV stuff set up, so you can pretty much, like, watch them as you're going through. Um, I've so this seen one, this. Yeah. But I've always wondered, uh, sorry, just a quick question, because I saw it on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, yes, I'd love to get back into pottery. But how do do you put it in the oven? Like, how do you? So what happens is they- You don't have a kiln at home. (laughs) You have an oven. It's it's basically the same thing. I know, Um, I know. But it's extra hot. Even no, so what happens is it's like, it's like if you get disposables and stuff, you kind of, you mail it back to them, like- so you put it in a box and like glad wrap it and everything, not glad wrap it, but they give you like the materials to ship it back to them. And right. what they do is they put it in the kiln and they send it back to you. So oh, you don't have to worry so about cool. it. Yeah. I would worry with ceramics though. That then yeah, that's yeah, true. for sure. For sure. But that's such a cool service. That's yeah. really cool. I love that. Cause I genuinely was looking at it. I'm like, this is a sick ass idea, yeah. but I was so, I, I wasn't sure about how um, you go about. What's that called, Sean? 
Um, so this one is um, Ceramics, with an accent on the E. Um, they're based in Elsinwick and stuff, and obviously they're local. So it takes two to five business days to get them. And That's I think cool. once you send it back to them, it takes it might take a couple of weeks before you get yours back because they are a little bit on back order. But I thought it'd be a nice, mm. you know, gift to your future self, you know. Can you paint it? Like, can you glaze it and all of that? Um, I'm actually or not sure. Or is it sure. just the pottery? I only placed the order, but you get 10 kilos of clay i think you get to choose what color you want oh my god is um, it terracotta yeah oh nice. um i think you get to choose a color and that's about it like you can't draw patterns on it and stuff but you can choose like green or like white yeah gray those yeah. kind of colors um so yeah that'd be a cool thing to check oh, out cool very cool i love that i'm gonna Instead try of, that um, you know sean how your recommendation last week was wine and sip is that what you called it? Yeah, sip and, <laughs> sip and paint. Sip and paint. Oh, yeah, wine and sip. <laughs> They're both the same thing. <laughs> we can do sip and pottery. Yes. Yeah, that's that cool. Might, might do that with the roomies if they're keen. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so cute. Excellent idea. And it's a gift to yourself, like a month from now or whatever, you'll be like, oh, shit, like, what's yeah. it? Um, so, yeah, check it out. I'll, we'll, put, we'll put the link up in our stories as usual. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Katerina. Katerina. So I'm just going to plug my other space that I create content on. Sean's rolling his eyes because he's a dick. (laughs) 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 Um, But it's 1700. We're a part of Sin and RMITV. So we just put out content. I'm currently producing um, the social side of things. So check it out on 1700. TV on YouTube or 1700 underscore TV on Instagram. We post like really cool, fun music related things, which are like local Aussie acts that we like to promote. Um, But yeah, check us out. We try and do some stuff whilst we're in isolation. So I guess that's also my other suggestion. If you're into creating content, do it. Get your phone out. You can easily create content Mm -hmm. with just your phone. You don't need a fancy ass camera, but bring it out, do a vlog video reaction I don't know do something fun and even if you want to make a podcast because that's always fun too so yeah, yeah that's my recommendation for today but that. that's all we have for our show um we hope you all enjoyed you can check us out on our socials at um car chats monash oh my god yeah. that's the right one right I always say it and I don't know why I forgot um but yeah check us out on Instagram or Facebook if you have anything else that you wanted to mention or any ideas that you have that you want to want us to um talk about in the future but yeah that's all we have this one is my high by disclosure it's Stefan's song request there is a language warning it's a banger you'll love it catch you next week bye everyone bye.